Hello there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to the fifth episode of Clone Wars Revisited, a show where we discuss Clone Wars episodes in chronological order. This week, we're talking about Clone Cadets. I am your host, Kent Blue Milk Latte Salas, and I'd like to welcome back to the show uh, our Clone Wars Revisited co-host, uh, the best Star Wars bud a guy could have, Chris Christophsis Mead. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome back. Hey, um, uh, I was thinking about uh, giving myself promotion, though. Okay, go for it. Uh, I could be the Grand Moff of Media. The Grand Moff of Media. Yeah. That could work. That could work. <laughs> and uh, and I'll be... So if you're the Grand Moff, that would make me... What? I don't know. Supreme <laughs> Leader Loser? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Video Vader? I don't know. Video Vader? Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That could work. We'll... Uh, we'll, um, uh, we'll workshop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll workshop that. Um, so this week, uh, we're talking about uh, Clone Cadets. Um, uh, it is the third episode chronologically set in the year, uh, 22 BBY, uh, is the first episode of the third season, originally debuting on September 10th, 2010. So, uh, pretty much 10 years ago. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, it is written by Cameron Litvak and directed by Dave Filoni, uh, Cameron Litvak would write a few other episodes in season three, uh, those being Clone Cadets, Arc Troopers, and Corruption. Um, uh, he must really be the, their go-to guy for clones. Yeah, yeah. He, I feel like he probably has like some sort of military background or something because he knows like how those things go. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, what were your overall thoughts on Clone Cadets, uh, Chris? This episode is solid. It is really good. Yeah. And again, it's just, it's one of those episodes where there's, there's one Jedi. She doesn't really do anything other than talk. Yeah. But it's all clones all the time. Um, it's just the politics of, you know, uh, not politics, just like the everyday, what it was like to train to be a clone. So we see the, you know, the clone school in episode two. But this really gives you a you know a microscope on what that really looks like, and it's just really interesting, really fascinating. Yeah, definitely. If you are uh, obviously if you're watching the Clone Wars and you're a huge fan of the actual clones themselves, this is one of the top episodes I would say uh, for you. Um, it's definitely yeah. Uh, to Chris's point, all about the the a peek behind the curtain of the everyday life. It's not necessarily going to be the make or break uh, stuff that's going to you know fuel the galaxy for generations, but um, it is still truly great uh, uh, storytelling, and it's just a really good look at uh, the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, yeah, and I can't remember if it's more prequely or it's more actual like intro of some of these characters it's a lot almost every character in this thing in this episode shows up later on and is yeah. more important like later on. Well, yeah we'll get into it like, like pretty much like every character like it, you know with the exception of maybe one or two but like for the most part like everybody becomes important like later on which is but i don't remember whether this is episode that introduces these characters and then come back later or if this is like like a backstory of characters we've already met by this point if you've watched them 
season order. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out on this chronological journey that we've been on. Um, yeah. <laughs> for those uh, for those that are, this is like their first show and they're just randomly uh, listening to one of the newer ones, what we're doing is we're going through the entire Clone Wars uh, uh, series and chronological order. So with that being said, we're not necessarily starting with season one or two or anything like that. We've been kind of going um, as, the, as it is on StarWars.com. There's an awesome article that lists how... Um, this series should be watched if you want to watch it in chronological order. And so far, I think we, we the very first episode, believe it or not, I think is in season two. Then we went yeah. to uh, season one, and now we're in season three. After this and a couple other ones, I think we're going to be going back to season one. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're in season two, season one. We did the movie. That's, yeah. And then, yeah. And then we're in the, yeah, now we're back to season three. Yeah, so definitely it's not how it aired. It's probably not even how they conceived of the show. It's just how they filled in all of the all the stories. But it's definitely enriching to do it this way. I highly recommend yeah. it this way. Um, yeah, you, especially leading into the movie, it makes you appreciate the movie in a totally different way. Um, not just because of, like, time has passed since then, but just, like, the setup for it and um, a lot of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's always the thing with the, this Clone Wars TV series is that even from the beginning, they have a finite amount of time to put all these stories in. So, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, because Clone Wars isn't isn't like a forever amount of time period. Like we know when it starts and we know when it ends. Yeah. So, you know, they they basically have that gap of however many years that are between two and three to really tell any of these stories. So, at some point, yeah, you do kind of have to go back and fill in some gaps because there's only so far forward you can go. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you can, you know, um, do anything too crazy in between three years when the movies themselves are already kind of like these huge tent poles of events that are happening in the galaxy, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so getting into the uh, beats of the episode here, the moral side of the very beginning of the episode is, um, Brothers in arms are brothers for life. Uh, and I think that's a excellent quote uh, yeah. for this episode. Um, and the, the lead-in monologue for this episode, uh, delivered by the always amazing voice actor Tom Kane, is as follows. Uh, clone troopers unite. As war rages across the galaxy, the Republic's clone army strives for victory against the evil forces of the Separatists. Bravery Valor, unity, the lifeblood of victory on the battlefield and in space. It all begins on the planet Kamino, where Jedi General Shaq T oversees the training of clones with the help of contracted bounty hunters. Bred to be perfect soldiers, these cadets must first be subjected to intense physical and mental training before heading off to war. Um, so this is kind of the uh, like uh, Clone Wars boot camp. Uh, episode of the series right yeah Yeah, yeah. um our main squad that we're going to be following through this episode is domino squad um yep and they're in the midst of a pre-graduation exercise on camino uh getting them ready for the the real war on the front lines um the purpose of of the test is to reach a beacon which is on top of the citadel uh it's like in this like grid training room 
um, and it's guarded by various uh, practice droids. Um, however, uh, the five clone squads teamwork is uh, super dysfunctional, at least at the beginning. Um, and it's noted by uh, its instructor, uh, hired bounty hunter Brick, who is like this, uh, he has like this giant brain of a skull. He's a pretty interesting looking alien. Um, and uh, his race is called, I had to look it up. It's called Sinatine, I believe. Yeah, Sinatine, and uh, he um, he's observing the exercise with a fellow bounty hunter, Ellis, um, and uh, Jedi Master Shakti herself. Um, thinking the squad to be a total failure, Brick suggests these rejects be sent to maintenance duty with 99. Uh, for those unfamiliar with who 99 is, he is a malformed clone that they've kind of just kept to janitorial duties right much. yeah so well, they also interestingly they also just to do a little foreshadowing they also this is a this might be the first time you ever hear about the bad batch because they talk about sending them down to work with 99 and the rest are bad batchers so yeah. like you have this idea that like cloning is not a perfect science Correct. uh and that you know some clones don't always come out quite right as you see with 99 who's kind of hunchbacked and and you feel like he's an, he's like from a earlier generation, like a few generations ago, because he's older. He definitely looks older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have been when they were first testing out cloning or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. So, but one of the things that I want to get into that I found super interesting right from the get-go was I don't see, and the episode didn't necessarily convince me one way or the other why you need bounty hunters there training troopers. Especially right? if you're working on behalf of the Republic. Like, not to make it like, I know it's a it's a space fantasy series, right? But, and not to get too real world with it, but I doubt you would go to any army base, marine base, navy base, whatever, and there would be like just bounty hunters being like, oh, you should train like them this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of weird. Well, I guess, I, I mean, the one thing, the one way I could figure out, because I had the same kind of question, too, I was watching, I was like, I mean, because they, they, they kind of try and justify, it's like, well, you know, since Jenko Fett's dead, we need somebody to, you know, we need somebody to help train these guys, and it's like, there's no, like, Republic commandos, or, like, because, I mean, even if the, I, I, I find it hard to believe the Republic had no kind of, like, military whatsoever but that's almost what they imply like there was no military structure to be like to speak of yeah. and so they were kind of forced to hire in um you know soldiers from other places to yeah. you know they just kind of, and, and i don't and maybe i feel like i feel like they kind of messed up a little bit they they maybe they misnamed it because rather than bounty hunters they really should call them like mercenaries uh-huh. Because I mean, a bounty hunter doesn't really know anything about like squad tactics or like warfare. Like I think I think they I think there might be like a typo, and they really should just call them mercenaries. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are. I'm sure there are tons of very uh, different uh, bounty hunters out there. But yeah, it is really suspect that, especially when the Jedi are involved, like Shakti. Like I don't necessarily know why Shakti. Who she's a, a great looking Jedi. She's a great Jedi herself. Um, I don't see why she would resort to like, oh, what do you think, Dog the Bounty Hunter? 
Well, and I think I feel <laughs> like, and 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 I and I, you know, I correct me if I'm wrong. I could be misremembering this, but I feel like in one of the books that's written in this era, that they 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 talk more about clones being trained with, uh, like mercenaries or like commandos, and not so much like with bounty hunters. So I I really honestly feel like they for whatever reason, whether maybe mercenary has kind of a odd connotation in other countries uh, that they, they just went, they just use bounty hunters instead of like mercenary. That's really what, what these guys seem like they're more about. Yeah. Cause especially the one brick is really all about just getting paid, do his job and get, you know, GTFO. Yeah. Which is really more, I mean, yeah. Bounty hunters are like all about the payday too, but that's kind of more of a mercenary attitude than it is like bounty hunter attitude. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, bounty hunters. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we do see them in throughout Star Wars, working in like squads, like four or five. But it's still not quite the same. And there's still there's not that sense of like of camaraderie unity that like these guys' this whole goal is trying to foster in these clones. So I don't know. I I'm gonna in my head canon. I'm gonna be like they they messed up and should have used you know and just wrote the wrong word down because someone wasn't yeah. paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be. The only other thing that's just just now coming to mind is um, maybe they just wanted they felt that the uh, ser- the episode might have been like too serious and they wanted just some characters that um, could add some some humor in there because yeah. I mean they're not like they're not laughing off the wall like walls funny or anything but they do provide some some relief from like the right. intensity of the rest of the episode I guess so maybe there's that. We'll oh, I know a book it was. It's the um, it's the Clone Commandos book series. Yeah, there that's was about like three or four of them, I think. Yeah, I read the yeah. first one, and that that's the one where they talk about they that one the, that one also talks about like clone training, talking about how arcs and commandos were, or is it maybe just commandos? Is either just commandos or arcs were personally trained by Jango Fett? And so after Jango Fett dies, that's why there aren't as many ARC troopers being like, yeah, produced is because Jango isn't to train them. Got it. Um, and you know, and, and ARCs are more meant to like work solo, and they have they have they use a lot of the same tactics that Mandalorians use because they were personally like hands on trained by Jango Fett. Got it. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Um, I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure that stuff is. I think all the prequel era novels are still canon. I know, like all the post Jedi stuff is all been, is all swapped over. But I, th- I want to say that most of the prequel era stuff doesn't contradict other stuff, so that's probably still okay. Although the Commando books and video game, you know, create the you know have this idea of clone commandos. You don't really see, except for technically the Bad Batch is kind of like commandos, but. Yeah. The, you don't have that. There's that. Yeah, unit isn't really doesn't really reference again after outside of those books. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, some something uh, something to think about. Yeah. Um, getting in, back into the beats of this episode here. Um, so Brick. Uh, so back to the uh, the training with Domino Squad. Uh, Brick's presumptions uh, were proved right uh, about him thinking that they're not necessarily ready uh, as the practice droids defeat Domino Squad um, while they argue back and forth about procedures and tactics and all of that stuff. Um, As the clones retire to the barracks, 
Echo uh, tries reminding his brothers that they have to follow orders. And then this gets him into a scuffle with CT-782 before Brick breaks it up and laments his disappointment um, with them. And then the next scene is probably one of my favorite of the entire episode. Uh, we see uh, Lama Su, um, who is the one of the head of the, the cloning operation there. Um, she's considering re- rejecting Domino Squad, but leaves the decision up to uh, Shakti because it is her position uh, of head of training there uh, on Camino. But during this conversation, um, there's a lot of interesting things that they discuss about, such as the DNA, I guess, of Django Fett is being stretched, like, too far. Like, they don't have enough to keep manufacturing clones at the pace that they did. So that's right. Yeah, so that's why it's, like, causing some some of the clones to be for lack of a better term like lesser i, I don't think they're lesser but you know in the eyes of yeah. uh, in the eyes of camino and they're not the perfect clone you know what i mean right yeah um and then also lama su suggests possibly they find a new donor um for the clones like finding another jingo fed out there somewhere in the galaxy which was interesting to me um, because I think the child from the Mandalorian would already be existing by this time. But um, it is interesting when you start thinking about cloning just in general in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my, my question would be, so I wonder if they could pull DNA, you know, let's get, get into a scientific debate. I wonder if they could pull DNA from Boba Fett because Boba Fett is an unaltered clone like he's not he should be a like perfect copy of Django yeah so I'm wondering if his DNA would be more pure or pure enough they could probably they could possibly use that yeah and obviously you know, Lama Su is not going to admit to that because <laughs> um, you know well and there's also enough I mean when we get you know we'll, we'll get into this later in, in the last couple seasons uh, in season six i think it is there there is some question about i mean there is some you know, there's always in the back of your head that is it possible that lama su is not being real honest about this mm-hmm. and that they're intentionally you know either slowing clone production or they're built to or they're, they're part of the, the 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 secret plan is to Clone, you know, is to make the clones kind of a little worse with each generation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for various reasons. So you could either, you know, because the because you know because we know obviously that they are engineered with Order sixty six in their heads already. Yeah. Is there, you know, it, it, is Palpatine kind of hedging his bets in case the clones were to become uncontrollable or like you know, uh, un, un, the Order sixty six failed? Would it be easier, you know, if you make them kind of defective, do they, you know, easier to take out later on if you had to do that himself? Yeah, that that's a great question. I mean, I, I don't see why not since he, yeah, Sidious has plans on plans on plans. So, right. Yeah. That, <laughs> so it's always hard to say because we ran that earlier too, where it's like, you know, like does he, you know, how how deep into this does has he planned out? Yeah. And, you know. So, <laughs> quick. <laughs> Quick sidebar, real quick though. 
when you were talking about making a clone of uh, Boba Fett, since he's kind of a clone, but he's not, you know, of Jango. Right. I started yeah. thinking about uh, multiplicity <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> with Michael Keaton. Where Make the, copies of copies. But yeah, yeah, copies of copies. And the first clone is like super masculine. And then right. the third clone is super feminine. Right. And then by the time they get to the fourth one, he's just like a little kid. Right. And, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the multiplicity issue. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's the thing. I don't know because, like, you kind of get the impression, <laughs> like, you know, one well, like, you know, so we don't really know how this all works. Is it something weird where it's like it takes one cell to make one clone? And so at some point they start running out of like cell, out of, you know, blood cells where they use whatever, however they collect DNA. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. This will all be answered in the Mandalorian season two. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, (laughs) As will every other question we've had. Just kidding. Don't get your hopes up on that. Be ready for an amazing uh, action-packed show, though. Okay? <laughs> um, there we go. And then the last thing that I want to talk about in this scene that I never really thought about, especially with the Kaminoans, um, Lama Su says something um, along the lines of, uh, the Jedi have way too much compassion. And she's essentially suggesting any of the defective ones, we can just get rid of. We can just wipe them off. Like, we'll just euthanize them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then that—that that is mind blowing. I never thought the that they were that cold. I mean, I guess it makes sense when you look at like their facilities and stuff, and you see how like right. Maybe this well, is getting it, like way too deep into it, but like no. super pristine, logical beings. Um, well, and also, and also to them, this is their it's, it's product. I think yeah. I want to say because that's how they even talk about them when uh in episode two when everyone first finds out about them it's like oh you'll take delivery of them and it's like well they're you know they're just treating them like they're their ob- their their cattle or their which kind of goes back to the idea that we saw in, uh the first second episode about yes. it was, or no the oh, which one was it not that one uh i think it was the one right before the movie yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one yeah the one where the the one clone uh, because he's tired of being enslaved, yeah. And this really kind of like brings and brings kind of that dimension back in again. Where like, yeah, they're not. I mean, as much as they are individuals and people, they're not free, and they're not like they're created for a purpose, and they're kind of like created to serve. Like they're yeah, mm-hmm. there there is a, there is a kind of interesting slave element to it. Yeah. And then yeah, then like I said, like Lama Su just kind of talks about them in those same kind of terms where. Oh, they're just product. They're not people. Yeah, you know. So where have you? So it's just like, oh yeah, we manufactured a bunch of uh, you know uh, playstations, and these ones aren't are working. So we'll just dismantle them, and uh, you know, and and you know, and send you out some new ones. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty crazy, crazy way to look at, it, especially when we view that yeah. as uh, you know, pretty much humans, and they view each other as brothers in arms. You know. Well, and even uh, and even this, this episode had an interesting. There's an interesting scene. I think it's the first scene where you see them, like in their bunks and in their barracks, where you have this weird overhearing of a conversation where it sounds like the clones are like trying to pick up chicks, and you're like, "What? Like, what chicks are you trying to pick up? <laughs> like, where would you meet girls?" But there's some. There's, they talk about something like stop talking to some girl. You're like, "That's weird." <laughs> it's on the the lower levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the ones that. It, they're underneath the ocean uh, on Camino. 
They don't really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't really tell you about him. But, uh, but mermaids. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it mermaids? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it was it was just funny. It was it was cool because it was like most moments were like, okay, yeah, those are their people. And I mean, later on uh, in one of the other seasons, you actually see them like uh, you go, you see them like go to a bar on Coruscant. And so, like, yeah, they they have like downtime and they do like have recreation, but it's just you know what I think about that because yeah. they're just they're just like we talked about before they're just these soldiers that aren't really people, but then you know they are and they they have you know they want to they want to meet girls and you know fall in love and stuff, but it's like they can't. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, getting back into the uh, next uh, scene here. So the next day, Arc Trooper Commander Colt. Uh, arrived to supervise the graduation tests. Um, Bravo Squad, the uh, the the pretty boys, uh, they're the first to take the test, and they pass with flying colors and. Is there really pretty boy ones? Because they all look the same at this point. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean pretty boy in the sense of not visually pretty, but um, they do everything. Uh, no, I, I know, I know what like, you meant. Um, I'm just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just busting your chops. Yeah. Um, no, but what term was I gonna not now? I have to think about it. Sorry, uh, it's um, the school uh, pet, apple school pet? Yeah. teacher's pet, teacher, yeah, apple know. polishers, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, they so the Bravo squad they do great, uh, and then we're back to our boys in the Domino squad, not the Domino's squad, they're not delivering pizza, they're fighting a war. The Domino squad, um, when they go up, um. Which, uh, like, kudos to uh, Bravo Squad for that amazing sick bird. Oh, when, yeah, yeah. When they're walking by, like, here comes Domino Squad, time for him to fall. And you're like, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. sick bird. <laughs> That's really yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they're up, uh, it uh, they fail pretty much. There's a, one of the clones, his name is uh, Droid Bait. What a terrible, <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> nickname would that be? What's up, Droid Bait? Um, so he's hit and, uh, 782 decides to leave him behind and Colt reprimands the squad for its mistakes. Cause they pretty much blew it right from the get go. Um, and then as they're passing through the barracks, uh, the bounty hunter Ellis, uh, quick shout out to Ellis real quick though. Like his eyes are purplish and like the animation done on it is amazing because it looks like he has like an entire galaxy like in his little alien eyes. I yeah. really like it. He kind of looks so, like the, the what is that the galaxy from Men in Black? It's kind of like, with those rose eyeballs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, when you guys are watching this episode, just keep uh, keep out for that. It looks pretty cool. Um, co- really cool design. So uh, bounty hunter Ellis tells Brick that uh, Domino Squad should retake the test, though Brick expresses little faith in his squad. And then 99 uh, is in the background and overhears this uh, conversation go down. The, the Rudy um, of Clone Wars? What's that? The Rudy of Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to go out there and fight the battles because he's the heart of the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, so that night, Fives and Echo go to Shock T to request a transfer to Bravo Squad. What? They're jumping ship. Um, but Shakti denies them and explains them that they need to learn to work together with the rest of their squad. Um, thus, she permits them to retake the test the next day. 
Um, meanwhile, CT4040 is summoned by Brick for a reprimand. The bounty hunter tries provoking the clone into attacking him. Brick is kind of a douche also. I kind of... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, he... Yeah. He's there just to get paid, and he's just causing issues, and he's just there to mess around with them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so... Um, he tries to provoke the clone into attacking him, uh, looking for an excuse to get him and his squad kicked out, but the cadet refuses to give in. The only thing at which Brick succeeds, though, is unintentionally giving 4040-4040 a nickname, which is Cut Up. Um, or Joker. Then, oh, yeah. Well, he calls him a Joker, but then, even, like, then, like, 4040 calls himself Cut Up, I think, or some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Cut Up. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah. I like that. I like that more than Droid Bait. Well, yeah. That's. Because at some point, you're going to have to live up to your name. And you're going to be like, all right, drug bait, time to get in there. <laughs> um, so uh, later that night, uh, 99 catches 782 uh, attempting to go AWOL. Um, and he convinces him, um, who he, keep, uh, he keeps calling him Heavy, by the way. He gets one a, a nickname as well, um, Heavy, uh, about the importance of brotherhood and teamwork. And the next day, Heavy has taken 99's advice and nickname to heart and takes leadership of his squad. Um, so this time, the clones have found the team cohesion that they had lacked earlier. Um, they're going about the test on that little grid uh, deal. They're doing their thing. And when they get to the part where they are ready to scale up the Citadel, they realize that their Ascension cables are, are gone. And who would you guess took them? Douchey Brick. <laughs> yeah, Douche Brick. Yep. <laughs> uh, he, he took them. So he stole them to, quote, unquote, to test their skills. I think it's just because he's a Yeah, jerk, I know he's a jerk. But, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, but he also wants to see them fail, I guess. Um, so the other bounty hunter, the cool bounty hunter, Ellis, argues that this unfairness uh, to Shakti, but uh, she calmly states that the Separatists would not play fair either. Interesting. So she's going to let it ride. She's fine with yeah. it. Um, yeah. Um, Domino Squad quickly adapts to the situation by taking out the wall-mounted turrets. There's a really cool action scene here. It's pretty awesome. And uh, uses them, the turrets that is, as stepladders, uh, successfully completing the test. Well, and to shock T's like credit, that is the whole point of using clones versus droids. Is that the whole point of them is that droids, you know, have to follow their programming. And if they get stuck in a situation where they're not programmed to handle it, they don't know what to do. Whereas the whole point of using clones is that since they're like people and you know have free will and can think for themselves. And problem solve, they should be able to solve. You know, if they are, you know, part. You know, she's trying to see if they will adapt. Like that's the point of clones that they, they'll adapt. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, for sure, you're one hundred percent right. Um, so they make it and they complete the test. Uh, Shock T compliments Brick for his efforts and making these clones the best there are. And Brick is forced to admit that Ellis was right. Um, and then afterward, the bounty hunters give Domino Squad medals for graduation, 
and in a really touching uh, scene, Heavy gives his medal to 99, uh, so he will have a reason to return to Kamino. Um, Domino Squad then joins. It's a really cool epic ending shot here. Domino Squad joins the rest of its brothers and shipping out to the front lines. And then you see like just lines upon lines of these troopers uh, getting onto their their ships. Right. Um, boom. And then then we're done. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so, overall, so overall, it's a good episode. And also, like, it's kind of cool because, like I said, this is not the last time you see these guys. Uh, Echo shows up again. Echo becomes really important later on. Uh, Fives shows up again. I want to say Fives has a few more episodes. Uh, I mean, there's a few more episodes of Domino Squad that follow the, the same squad throughout, you know, a few episodes. And then some of these characters, you know, are, you know, kind of stick around for a while. Um, you know, like, so this is a really good introduction into a lot of these episodes. And the other cool thing I noticed is that that training grid simulator that tend, that looks like that's the aesthetic they go on to use in future Star Wars properties. So it's the same aesthetic they use in uh, Jedi Fallen Order for your uh, Jedi training levels. That's it's that Correct. same aesthetic, yes. the same idea, that weird danger room style grid system. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the Star Wars version of the X Men's Danger Room. Uh, you know, yeah. it was just you know, kind of interesting, and then it's just kind of interesting how the Clone Wars was has become has aged enough where now it is part of the canon and does kind of the go to for a, a style or a look for certain things that like that aren't used very often or that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so overall i would give this episode uh, eight out of ten uh chris what do you think you would give it uh eight actually when, you, when you're saying that that's the first number popped in my head as an eight because it's 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 solid it's just a really good episode all around it has really good clone stuff in it um you know it's actiony enough that kind of keeps you know the the, the pace going it makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good, it's a good solid episode. Yeah, yeah, cool. We both see eye to eye on that one. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, the, uh, I just want to end with um, a couple just random quick notes that we've kind of already touched on, but I just want to hit them again. Um, I like this episode a lot just because it had uh, the soldier perspective and the Clone Wars and. For those that are watching just in the aired um, order, um, the animation, I want to touch on the animation real quick. So in season three, this is the first episode of season three. It is almost like night and day between seasons, at least one, um, because I don't know. I think they figured out the either they switched different program or software or they just figured out uh, a little bit more of what they were doing, and or the, just the technology advanced, and they got a bigger budget. Um, it looks really good. The characters look great. The um, the planets look great. The atmospheres look great. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that about the animation. Um, so yeah, if you're watching um, seasons one and two, and you're thinking, man, this does not look that awesome, just give it time. Give it time. It gets there, and it gets... Even better than in season. Well, three. that's what. So, yeah. Well, that's why. I, that's what I really feel like. I've always felt this way. That season three is really where that show hits its stride. And I, I always tell yeah. people, like anybody who is not diehard, I'm going to watch anything with the word stars and wars in front of it. Um, I tell you know people who are like because I, I work with people who 
we're really in the Mandalorian. They're like, oh, well, what do I watch? What should I watch next? I'm like, watch Clone Wars. Well, I either can't watch Clone yeah. Wars, they gotta watch Rebels, especially if they like got to do the Mandalorian. They're like, what the hell? A black lightsaber? And I'm like, well, go watch Rebels. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. but, but I always tell people when they want, you know, when I recommend Clone Wars, like, watch Clone Wars. It's amazing. However, you gotta like kind of push through the first two seasons because even I felt that way when they were airing in the first place. So I was like, yeah, this is good. I'm gonna keep sticking with it because there ain't other, there's no other Star Wars TV show right now. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of light, it's kind of fluffy. There's not, you know, whatever. And then you get the season three, and it's just like, wham! Like it just stuff gets real. And you're like, holy cow, this is this is amazing. But yeah, you have to yeah. you have to kind of push through those first couple episodes. You know, which is not to say there are some stumbling blocks in season three. We'll, we'll get to that next episode. <laughs> but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, um, definitely. Um, cool. Well, I think that's um, all that we have for you guys on this round of Clone Wars Revisited. Uh, Chris, do you want to leave anything with the uh, good people? Uh, just, you know, fly straight and stay on target. Nice. Good. Very good. And then uh, what I will leave you guys with is um, if you want a snack that's healthy, I just tried this for the first time like last week and I fell in love with it. Uh, Get grapes, rinse them first, then put them in the freezer. I'm sure a lot, I don't know how many of you guys have tried frozen grapes, but they are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. All right. Thank you, guys. May the first be. Hey, guys. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to follow us, if you don't already, at Blue Milk Latte on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please rate and review this episode. Feel free to let us know what you thought about Clone Cadets, and may the Force be with you.